Hey everyone, welcome to episode 89 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And you know what? I have got no, I've got no monologue. I've got nothing. I'm missing Hawaii and that's it. And I'm, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and pout about it. So okay. That's we're, fine. We're just going to jump Move in. Move forward. That's it. We're just going to look ahead. But now we're going to look back because last week we were back after a two week hiatus or greatest hits of episodes with a combination of messages that finished our A Life Well Lived series, a great series at that. And basically, we decided that we are simply managing God's stuff, and our lives are changed for the better when we manage it well and from a place of joy and love. And if you haven't listened to that corresponding messages and or the podcast, you really don't want to miss either because we tackle tithing. And if no, for no other reason, you know, if you're looking for someone to maybe have a really heated argument, you're really looking like you want to dig in and, and have some fun, and but do so with grace, that's a good, uh, that's a good episode to maybe use and then uh, say, well, Pastor Andy said so, so yeah. it has to be right. right. The easiest way to go back and check out either of those, if you want to watch the message or check out the podcast, is by doing it on the Hospital Church mobile app. You can go to our website, hospitalchurch.org slash F-H-C-A-P-P, Florida Hospital Church app, and you will find it there. Everything is contained inside and easy to find. So this week, I have to say I'm pretty excited because I'm already an Olympics fan. Um, <laughs> my wife posted last night. I, we were all sitting around, and she's posting on Facebook, I feel like a bum. All we're doing is sitting around and watching the Olympics. I'm not getting anything done. And I'm like, well, that's kind it's of what you're – Olympic time. Right. Yeah. what you're kind of supposed to do for the Olympics. I did not realize, though, that the Olympics had a set of values. Mm-hmm. And this week, we are looking at the value of friendship and – I guess you don't really – I hadn't thought about the Olympics as far as making friends. <laughs> Just you're thinking about, yeah, there's a lot of barriers to that. Yeah. You know, there's a language barrier. There's competition <laughs> barriers. You know, I, you do this. I do that. We may never run into each other. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Doggone it. That's a lot like life. <laughs> nah, maybe they were – you know, this must have been planned this way to make us think about that and see the uh, correlation. But I think we've all heard the Proverbs 17:17, which says a friend loves at all times. And we went through a bunch of those verses that you probably um, would remember from your childhood and or otherwise. But the three Olympic values, friendship, respect, and excellence, are individually and collectively a pretty good starting point in anyone's character, right? Mm-hmm. So if we can develop these. But I don't, I don't think anyone was surprised that the Bible speaks a great deal about the idea of friendship. I liked the breakdown of the categories, association, loyalty, and affection. Now, are those your categories? No, or did no, you find no, those? There's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing new. <laughs> but this, this is a difficult – it can be difficult for mm-hmm. some people to find the beginning, the association sure. where I know you, you may know me in passing, but – Past that, we don't really know anything about. Sure, us. and you know, and sometimes we beat ourselves up that a lot of our friends at church even yeah. uh, would fall into the category of associative friends as opposed to friends we think about loyalty and affection for. Yeah, um, and and I think that I think it's okay to ha- it's okay to have a broad range of associative friends. That's better than having a broad range of associative enemies. That's true. How do you move through those stages, though? Because if you're somebody that's saying to yourself, <laughs> okay, I get this association thing, and uh, probably maybe a great deal of the few friends I do have are in that association stage. 
man, how do you find someone that's like you talked about Jonathan and David and this loyalty? How do you how do you grow that association or that associative friendship? I think we should ask our more. resident psychologist. Uh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've taught you, you you handle it well in the sermon. I think as I was going through it myself, I was listening to it. I was thinking, um, you know, down through through history, we have we have seen that friends, pol- you know, politically, we think of that. And you mentioned it with the you know friend of the king and mm-hmm. so forth. Um, those those are close to the association. I mean, they're not, but I mean, we use them as currency as well. Sure, because sometimes um, our 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 own self esteem, the way we look at ourselves, we kind of look. You know, I got this many friends, and so we kind of grade ourselves. And well, this many this many friends on Facebook. Yeah, this, this many, many friends. Oh, and, sure, yeah. exactly. There's a currency there too. Sure, yeah. or it used to be how many people came to your parties and so forth. But I, but I do think that both of those have a very selfish, not 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 in a mm-hmm. bad way, but they have a, a side that's not very. It's not about them. It's about you. Mm. Whereas the other side, when you get to the point where you finally make that transition from association, from you know the aspect of loyalty, I think it comes down to a self-sacrificial type of relationship because now you're giving in. And it. and really, I think. <laughs> We talk about there's no friend like an old friend, um, yeah. Not yeah. necessarily aged friend, but a friend we've had for a while, <laughs> yeah. And and I think that really part the part of the reason when people say that is because we've spent time together. I think about within our Adventist context, where our parochial school system uh, of having that shared life at our boarding schools, whether it's academy sure. or college, even where you where you go off and you have this collective experience with a group of sort of. Uh, Isolated people, uh, <laughs> cloistered, yeah, yeah. And, sequestered, and, and yeah. so. There, but there, but that does create usually deep friendships because you have this all this time together, and you can, you you really can't build. I don't think the the friendships that move from associate to loyalty to affection, in, in without without some time in each other's presence, uh, it takes it takes yeah. sharing life to 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 recognize. Oh, hey, we click. Yeah, I think about experiences in my own life. In fact, I was pained uh, as we were as I was preaching a little bit. Uh, friendships that have gotten you know damaged by or or abandoned by one side. Sure. Yeah, people. Because I think about man, just I remember I remember sitting down and uh, just starting to talk with a with a family one time, and just man, every everything everything clicked, and that that friendship just immediately just took off. And has has a had a depth to it and a richness to it and had had all those aspects of you know association then loyalty and affection and some people we just click with and others we may have very healthy associations with and don't move to the third levels and I, I, one of the things I think is really important is we don't beat ourselves up about that yeah uh, you know everybody is not going to be the in depth friend to everybody you I mean we, we all have limited numbers and I, I know people. <laughs> Uh, here in our congregation, they're like, I got all the friends I can handle, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And so how to say, okay, how do I weed those out so I have more bandwidth uh, to create new friends and be able to sure. bring yeah. others in? This is really, uh, as I was listening, it's a, it's a really serious topic for a lot of people um, when they, they go to start to look at their lives and they say, who are my friends? Yeah. You know, and, and who who are the ones that are mm-hmm. that are in that level that, and um, when they can't 
come up with anybody. That's a that's a devastating side for somebody to come to that realization, and it's lonely. It's and it's a depressing depressing side. So you know, a lot of times, you know, you you have to ask yourself. Um, you know, you remember when you're on the, the the football field or the baseball field, and you're the one that gets the picked last. last, and <laughs> yeah, and you kind of go, "Was well, regular?" It? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you kind of wonder, well, is it something that I've done? Is it something that who I am? Do I know? Do I have belong? Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you're picked in first for different reasons than just yeah. your abilities. And, and also, you know, people that are going through a divorce or a loss of yeah. some kind, a death of a friend or a spouse, mm-hmm. that. That whole, um, what do we do now? How do I, how do I, that one's gone. Now how do I get more friends? <clears throat> One of the things I always try to encourage people to do is, is to keep engaging in life in an area of your interest. Yeah. So, so you, I'll, I'll pick a dumb one. So you love the bowl. I shouldn't say it's dumb. It's not dumb. Bowling's not <laughs> you dumb. You just defended say, everybody in Wisconsin. Like about there. 15 million people. <laughs> I, I, a, a, I just want to pick an illustration. You so can bowling. turn in your PBA card now. <laughs> That's over right there. But if you know, if if you love bowling, don't stop bowling. Go go yeah. go do the things you enjoy. Uh, if you if you if you love to get out and canoe, go canoeing. Uh, do, do, get with, get with people that have a similar interest, and the chance of developing friendships with there's some affinity already. It's just higher than much greater than carte blanche. And and engaging in life gives us the opportunity to create friends. Uh, the the quote from Gandhi in the sermon about be the change you want to see, see in the world. Right. Be the friend you want to see in the world. Uh, so if I'm if I love uh, surfing, I go surf and talk to other surfers. Engage yeah. with them. I watched a great uh, TED talk last week uh, called. It was about the importance of talking to strangers. Okay, and uh, <laughs> and how you know we talk about no, don't talk to strangers, yeah. and we really should talk, talk to, to strangers. strangers and engage with them and look them in the eye and try to be able to build bridges. Well, that's funny because yeah. I listened to a TED talk as well. Uh, her point was, you are talking to strangers <laughs> because the people that you're talking to in this day and age that you think are your friends, in many cases, are nothing more than a very shallow shell of. You know, we're spending time together, but are we going past more than 140 characters yeah. before we are, we're off to something else? Mm-hmm. And it's it's been a weird week, and this this message was really good for me because one of my childhood friend, best friend from first grade and earlier on, we roomed together like you talked about at boarding academy for two years, sequestered from real life <laughs> and from you know all the idiosyncrasies <clears throat> that you have. You know, it's kind of like a marriage early on. You kind of get used to living with someone that doesn't do things always the same way that you do. And then my brother was in town. He was here for golfing, but, you know, we ended up – and we were on a vacation, so we kind of were almost past. So Friday night, my best friend shows up unannounced nearly, a uh, couple <laughs> hours notice, went and picked him up at the airport. He left that same night, didn't see him again, saw my brother the next morning. In Hawaii, we've seen relatives that we haven't seen very much over the last couple of years, and one of them used to live with us. Yeah. And when, when I started – when I heard the message and you start thinking about these are three people – that I wouldn't trade or three sets of people. I I wouldn't trade for anything. They're all so different. And the things that we share are like bowling, you know, I mean, you would do this with this person, but you wouldn't dream of doing it with that person. (laughs) So what you're saying about do what you love to do and the chances of you finding someone, I mean, Mm -hmm. is going to be way greater. And, And the other part is it always looks like, well, they have friends. 
Look, mm-hmm. look at them. They're having fun. They're having, they, they have something to talk about. They're smiling, <laughs> but you didn't see when they had to, when they lived together in high school and were ready to rip each other apart multiple times, that all of those things go into making the fabric of who we are, who they are mm-hmm. and what our friendship is. So it's not always about just like, well, two pe- it's not a Hollywood movie. No. Two people met. It was great. They never had a fight. And it's just like, oh, I have friends. <laughs> and, and you don't, um, don't you can't expect everybody to be like you as well. I mean, they, yeah. there's gonna, it's going to be different, and that's and that's an okay part of being friends as well. Yeah, I think sometimes you just have to look at it from the opposite side. You'd say, oh, "So, what is the criteria for me to to turn down somebody who wants to be a friend?" I don't want a whiny friend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I so got don't enough. be a whiny person. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. the, that's part of it. But there are people that you literally do for. I mean, it's it sounds bad to say it, but you're like, uh, I. I, we share things in common. I like this person. They're really nice, but they... It's going to be an associative friendship. They just draw every last bit of what I have to give every time. And and so those can be challenges too, where it's almost like when you see the person across from you doing their best to stay with you, it's like, ooh, maybe I need to back off a little bit. <laughs> and maybe I need to just go back just a little bit. Because I think sometimes we are so desperate to find that person that we connect with that it's almost like overload. Like we're going to dump everything we are all at once and, it, instead of letting it kind of take that time. I do think that sometimes though uh, it's our own it's our own issues with our own whatever it's uh, idiosyncrasies because sure. one of the same things that – one of those things that we start thinking about we don't want in a friend are the things that probably are within ourselves. And so our own self-awareness uh, helps us say, you know, because don't fr- – I mean Andy mentioned about, you know, having the, the thing in your teeth or whatever yeah. you said. Yeah, <laughs> in your nose. Booger your nose, yeah. yeah. Um, it's those friendships, it's those relationships that keep us honest and, and self-aware because yeah. they're able to see – Past, we're able to see past our blinders, and they're able to see some of those things. Well, also, no matter how much I may be in need of a friend, um, presenting myself for friendship as a needy person is not going to speed the process up. No, for sure um, not. You know, and so how, what do I have to give to the friendship? If if we approach the friendships with what do I have to give to this friend, as opposed to what do I what do I, can I get from this friend? Right. I think the opportunity to go into healthier friendships can be built much higher. Well, speaking of that, as as it pertains to us here as a church body at the hospital church, this this value of friendship, you said, Andy, if we have any chance of fulfilling our mission, we must show ourselves friendly so we will gain the opportunity to introduce our new friends to the friend of sinners, which essentially, I mean, that's what we're here for. That's our goal. And you were really passionate with this portion of the message but putting aside your role as the senior pastor here, if you were just walking in with, <laughs> I mean, just your personality. I'm still Andy. I'm just, yeah. I'm just everyone else coming to church. Someone <laughs> else is preaching. That's not my role. I'm, I'm a realtor. Whatever. Yeah. What do you, or what would you wish most for this community? I, I really think that the biggest challenge today is intentionality towards other people. In other words, <clears throat> if, I, if I just, if it's going to be haphazard, I'm just going to hope that I connect with some people and I'll be able to become their friends so I can benefit their lives. Ah, it's not going to probably happen as well. Yeah. So I, I really think if I was going to say as a, as a, just a person attend the church, I'd tell my friends, I would tell my associates, I would say, 
be more intentional about building friendships and make, make it, make it, make it part yeah. of your life. Yeah. I, I, I would go along with that. I, I almost feel, I almost feel a little yucky about <laughs> the idea of making friends so that I can tell them about something or that there's an agenda right. to my sure. relationship. Right. Not that, not that that's a bad thing because, but, but you know, you and I do all, we've been a part of some circle where somebody comes in and says, yeah. I'm going to do, do you have a cell Amway? phone service? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's a, there's an agenda for my friendship and all of a sudden it doesn't become a relationship of integrity. I don't, I don't think that would be something that I would want to be a part of. And so, yeah, telling people within our congregation to say, uh, or to be, Rather than to try to get something for something else, yeah. the The last thing I think we need to do is to say this relationship was all about me getting to have you join my church. Oh heavens! Yeah, yeah right. It's about it's about extending friendship and then seeing where the friendship goes. I mean, it's yeah. it's the value of the value of the friend is the value of the friend. Uh, it's, but it's so easy to get this wrong. We've been to a lot of churches throughout our life, and even here in Florida, in we noticed a distinct difference when we came here. Mm. Now, again, not saying everyone's doing everything exactly as you could, and we're all obviously not perfect, but getting this wrong is so detrimental to a church body, a church cohesiveness. If we don't get this, if we don't get this right, and the answer seems to be in realizing that Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, this all-knowing Creator, is my personal friend, mm-hmm. because then we have the model to work off of. But that's not always so easy to say, you know, where am I? Mm-hmm. Where am I with God? You know, we have, our, we have our highs and our lows like any friendship. So to miss this, I think we do everyone a complete disservice. How do we, how do we gauge that? I mean, I know it looks different from everyone, but what's one thing that you can say or one thing that, that is the result of this friendship or this realization that Jesus is for me, he's walking beside me as close to a <laughs> – Maybe not a physical, I can't see you, but I feel you. Because I think if we miss that part, then we miss the whole idea of how we're supposed to be making friends with other people. I, for me, it goes back to what I said Well, I go about what I would wish for our church family, and that is greater intentionality of time with a friend. Are we talking together? Yeah. And if we neglect talking to God for a, any period of time, you know, a long period of time even— when we re-talk with him, is is it like two old friends getting back together again, or is it like, oh, this is a little awkward. Got got to rebuild this thing because you know there's That's friends. True. You have friends. Your your friend from your cat, your roommate from yeah. years gone by. You, y'all were right. You caught back up within within before you got out of the parking lot of the airport. You were you were you're back in sync, and that's I think that's another thing to say. How, how's my friendship with God? Do, do we stay in sync even when I, even when I neglect the friendship? When I come back to us, it, is it a, is it a refreshing place to go back to? Yeah, and and if not, I think just greater intentionality about focusing on our friend, paying attention to our friend. Friendships are built by attention. Um, Two spoonfuls yeah. of soup, and my wife's <laughs> eyes were rolling. Like, oh, we're going to go back to those stories. We've heard those right. before. All all we have to give as humans, all we have to give is our attention. And so, what what do we give our attention to? Whether we give our attention to God or to our, our lawn or our friends or our neighbor or, yeah. or you know, the Olympics. Well, all we have to give is our attention. <laughs> sure. Well, one of our FHC takeaways from this past week asked, how can you relax into your friendship with God? And I thought, you know, <laughs> for some people that's going to sound really weird. And if that's not where your relationship is with God right now, or you're a little unsure, like we just, you know, we just kind of had this dialogue, then if you're someone who does know, 
and has some confidence in it would love to hear how you know or how you achieve this relaxing into your friendship with God. Because for someone that's new into this whole journey, that can be kind of a difficult thing to kind of see the markers or what am I supposed to look for? How am I supposed to feel? Does it really feel like my good old friend from high school or is it something different? I, I want to give a hint. I'll just give a hint. Ooh. I think a big part of it is we put so much of it on us. Ah, there you go. And, and, and we can relax and do it because he is. he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'll be with you to the very end of the age. So he, so we have we have this friend that no matter how much we abuse him, no matter how much we neglect him, no matter how much we ignore him, no matter how much we diss the friendship. Yeah. When we're ready to turn back to the friend, the friend is still there. The invitation and, and the promise. And, and, yeah. And I think that's why when I say relax into it, I really believe we can relax in that friendship. It is sure. It is certain. It is guaranteed. He is our friend. It he's, never goes away. He's, he even told no. the disciples, I didn't choose. You didn't choose me. I chose you. Yeah. Um, so we put it all on us and it really should. He's he's a better friend than we can imagine. Excellent. So we wrapped up this past message. Andy said, all that a friend is to be, Jesus is to us. Jesus is loyal to you. You can trust him. And Jesus has deep affection for you. When he thinks of you, he wishes to be together. When he hears your name, he longs for your company. He is anxious to hear your voice call out to him in prayer. And maybe there aren't any more reassuring words about Jesus that we could ever just every day think about when no matter what's happening. And if you that realization, again, that the promise is there and it's it's already been delivered, and it continues to be delivered each and every day. So this upcoming week, we stay with the Olympics, right? Yes, We're still respect. an Olympic one? Respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's completely predictable, but we went there anyway. Awesome. So that will be part two. So until next Wednesday in episode 90, this is Randy for Andy, Jeff, and Tom saying thanks for joining us. We will talk to you then.